Full of the faith that the dark past has taught us all sing a song. Full of the hope that the present has brought us facing the rising sun. Oh Lord, of our new day begun, let us march on till victory is won. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Beyond Your Horizon podcast. I'm your host, Coach John John, certified life coach, specializing in manifestation coaching through my organization, Beyond Your Horizon, where the mission is to go beyond the place your eyes can see. And we're back. We're back with another episode of the podcast, and I am so grateful to be back. Some of you actually, you missed me last weekend. You, that felt good. You know, I had some friends who reached out to me and said, hey, where was that? We didn't drop a podcast last weekend. Um, someone said that they, they look forward to the podcast to start off their Mondays right, So, because I usually drop on Sundays. So I am sorry to let my listeners down um, and I hope that I can get on a better schedule so I can make sure that I drop a new episode at least once a week. That definitely is the goal and I have to stay, I got to stay committed to it, but it does help when you know that people are listening. But yeah, so yeah, so the song I was singing, bringing us in this time, I'll do a little bit here and there, you know, some people say they like, they like my, my voice and you know, and they won't, I, I need to, I need to create me a little, um, a theme song, well, a theme song, an intro song of my own voice. And I might do that for season two of the podcast. <laughs> Somebody also said they like the way I say podcast. So yeah. <laughs> Y'all like a lot. <laughs> but anyway, but thank you all so much for listening. Um, that was the Black National Anthem that I used, bringing us in, also known as Lift Every Voice and Sing. Um, just a little Black history fact about Lift Every Voice and Sing. It is a It was a song written as a poem by James Weldon Johnson, who was a civil rights activist. Uh, it was written in 1900 and set to music by his brother, J. Rosamond Johnson. So history on this says that Lift Every Voice and Sing, also known as the, um, the Negro National Anthem, was publicly performed first as a poem as part of a celebration of Abraham Lincoln's birthday by Johnson's brother, John, um, in 1919. Yeah, and so it got the name the Negro National Anthem by the NAACP. And they named it that because for its power in voicing a cry for liberation and affirmation for African-American people. All right. So shout out for history. Shout out. So when you hear and you sing that song, Lift Every Voice and Sing, or if you refer to it as the Black National Anthem, now you know where it came from. So it's been around since 1919, written as a poem. I have to go find out, find that poem. But anywho, welcome again. Welcome again. I'm excited to be back. Um, what we're doing today is the title of this podcast is going to be um, Ain't I American? Fitting right along with the National Negro Anthem, I feel. Ain't I American? Um, and we want to get into that as we jump into the sip tea and spill a little segment where all tea isn't negativity. Okay. You can have positivity too. And that's what we do over here at Beyond Your Horizon. You know, there's a lot of media out there. If you want some negativity, if you want some gossip, there's a lot of media out there for you to find that. But you come over here because you want some positivity because we are all doing what? We're all manifesting the life we desire for ourselves. We all are moving beyond our horizons, beyond the place our eyes can see. Can I get an amen there? <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling real good today if you can't tell already. Uh, but I am sipping on my tea. I'm sipping on some throat coat tea this time from um, this company called Traditional Medicinals. It is uh, with Slippery Elm. That's a, an, an herb. 
and um, so sipping on this one because you know, you know, we all we are here battling this COVID nineteen and any other viruses and illnesses that might be in the air floating around, and so you got to get those herbs in you. And my throat was itchy a little bit, so I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and get some of my throat coat tea, put it in there, so that we can go ahead and make sure this immune system is doing what it needs to do to protect me. Okay, and make sure you're protecting yourself out there as well. So, oh, in the quote on my tea, let me see what it says. It says, beauty is not caused, it is, by Emily Dickinson. Let me say that again. Beauty is not caused, it is, by Emily Dickinson. I like that quote. I love that quote, actually. Um, a lot of times we think that beauty must be created. Um, especially, and what really re resonates with me when I read that, is I think about the beauty of each and every one of our bodies. If you follow my personal accounts, um, John John, J-O-N, J-O-H-N, 84, or on Facebook, just John John, J-O-N, J-O-H-N, this week I've been feeling pretty good about my my health and wellness. I've been feeling really good about my fitness. I've been um, running a lot more and improving my time each run. I am shooting for a 10 minute mile, um, but right now I'm doing about you know, 11, you know, <laughs> 11 minutes and I'm not, and I am happy. I am so proud of this body and what it is doing. Um, and I hope to get to that 10 minute mile, but I'm good right now. But this week I did a um, a run and did two miles like in 20 minutes and I was feeling myself. I was, I was, I was feeling good. And I put, dropped a couple of selfies with my shirt, you know, around my neck. So you see my bare chest and everything. And, um, and I got a lot of reaction to that post. I got a lot of reaction and I was amazed, really. I was amazed by some of the feedback that I received from people. One in particular caught my eye was a guy who was like, oh, man, I wish I had a body like yours. And I was like, really? And I looked at his page because I was like, let me see. He must, you know, <laughs> he must not have a, you know, maybe a what society deems to be a nice body. So I went out, I went to his page and he's this slim guy. I'm talking slim. He has a little, some little stomach muscles coming through and everything. And, um, and I was, and I responded back to him like, you, like, you want this body? <laughs> like this body that I'm having issues trying to get, I feel like I'm having issues getting my midsection to go down and all of that or whatever. And he was like, yes, yes. I, I, I love that. I want to be, I love being thick. And I was like, interesting. And I thought that was just very, very interesting because he had a body that I look at and say, oh, I wish I had that body. I wish, I wish. Um, and here he is looking at me saying that I wish I had your body. Um, and even I spoke to someone today who has saw the picture that I put on social media. And she was like, oh, wow. Ooh, I, yeah, that chest hair. I, ooh, I love that, that chest hair. And I thought, even with that, I can recall a time when I would nair my chest and shave it off because I felt that, that that's what society deemed as beautiful, right? Because everywhere I looked, everywhere I looked and I would see the guys that were getting the attention, they were usually smooth, smooth and no hair. So, um, so when I read this quote that says, uh, beauty is not caused, it is. <laughs> I immediately go back to the beauty that each one of us have. And I and we all need to find our own beauty and to find our own standards of beauty. That is what body positivity is all about. It's about loving who you are and loving how your body is right in this moment because you know what your body my body is doing the work right now to make sure that we are safe to make sure that we are healthy it is carrying us and will be here with us until the day we 
die. So we need to make certain that we find the beauty in our own body and that we love our bodies for where for where we are right now. Even if you're like me, um, get a sip. Mm. Even if you're like me and you're working out and you're trying to, you know, lose a little weight or doing things to make your health better, then it's okay. You can continue doing that, but I still tell you, you better love where you are right now because tomorrow isn't promised to you. So while you're waiting to get to a certain weight size, go ahead and love on yourself right now, right this moment, okay? Love who you are. So back to the topic of Ain't I American. This last weekend for July 4th, I and my best friend Anita went to Charlotte, North Carolina. It's very interesting driving um, or traveling right now um, amidst COVID-19 because there a lot of a lot of restaurants are closed and there's this um, fear going around about COVID-19. So people are wearing face masks and, and you know, it's like you don't even want to get out of the car. It's, you don't want to leave the hotel room. Um, but we went to Charlotte anyway. We had a wonderful time. And in the hotel room, um, Anita and I both, we have these, um, we didn't plan it, but we both have a flag um, t-shirt, American flag, tank top. And I was looking, I was looking pretty cute in it, in mine, and she was looking cute in hers too. And so we posted some pictures in my um, Instagram story. And I had a friend um, comment on the pictures that I had put up in the, uh, with the American flag on my t-shirt, on my tank top. And he was like, well, you know, you know, we're black people and, you know, black people are not celebrating 4th of July. And, um, and at first I was like, oh my gosh. And I felt this immediate need to just like take down like all the pictures. Cause you know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to be counseled. You know, we have this whole, this whole council culture now. And, um, that it, that if you don't if you don't do what the majority of the black people are doing or what some of the black people are doing, I ain't gonna say majority, then you can be canceled. They can take your black card away from you because you do that. And I had to ask myself that question of, ain't I American? You know, ain't I American? Yeah, America is not great. America is not great, but I will tell you today, as of today, I haven't traveled to many places, but as of today, there is no other country I'd rather be in than the one I'm in right now. And America has come a long way, and the trust, it has a long way to go. We do need to attack um, systemic racism. We need to identify, we need to find it, make, make people aware of it. In all places, we need to strip it down and we need criminal justice reform and we need to have these conversations that we are having right now so that so that America knows that there are citizens in this country who feel underrepresented and do not have a voice. And even though America has come a long way from its past, and I do believe it has. Some of you might say, we ain't got that far, we ain't got that far. Yes, we have. I still believe that we are living our ancestors' wildest dreams. Some of us who are um, living in in neighborhoods that were that our ancestors could not have even dreamed of living in and holding positions within corporations are starting our own businesses and doing things that our ancestors could have never even thought about. So America ha is doing well in certain areas, but yes, there is much, much more to be done. Um, a good quote I love is by James Baldwin. And he says that I love America more than any other country in this world. And exactly for this reason, I insist on the right to criticize her perpetually. That's by my boy, James Baldwin. And I agree with him. I do love America. I love that I am an American. There's no other, and you know, I can't, and, and I say that to all of my listeners out there. I don't care what 
repeat what white racists are saying, you are an American. And it's because you are an American that you should be continue the fight for equality, continue the fight to for criminal justice reform, and continue the fight to dismantle systemic racism wherever it may be, and do your job as an American to make this country great, to make it great for us, to make it great for the next generation, okay? But do not get lost out there and thinking that you are not an American because you are an American. And it is your right as an American to protest. It is your right as an American to challenge the government. You know, um, I was thinking the other day, like how privileged we are, because there are certain countries like over in Russia, even I think in China too, where you can't do the protests and demonstrations that you've seen done here in America. You know, we can talk about our president. We can get on Twitter and make fun of him and and challenge him. And we can go into the streets and protest um, peacefully, you know, but we can, we can turn it up too. And really not much will be said about it or not much can be done to stop us from doing that. You know, but there are some countries where if you go out there, if you if you want to and try to um, talk against the government and you might not live to see the next day. So even being able to protest, even being able to raise your voice and to speak out against the government or uh, against our president, even that right is an American right. So, again, when you, that question, ain't I American? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. And if you're listening to this and you are black and you're American, remember that you are too. Yes, we've come a very long way. There is so, we have so much more work to do. Okay. And so I do believe that as an African American in today's time, that you do have a right to celebrate the 4th of July, just like you have a definitely, you definitely have a right to celebrate Juneteenth, um, but you do because again, we are here now and this is the path that our ancestors has, have made for us and created and they created this country willingly or, or unwillingly, they created this country and they made it what it is today and we too are reaping the benefits of that sacrifice and um, I just, I just choose not to let the the history which the wicked history and the evil that was done to our ancestors who were slaves in this country to overcome or to overpower me in a way that I'm not able to see my American my American um, heritage in here in here and now and to continue to fight for it. So yeah, but you might disagree with me and that's fine. I know a lot of black people who do not want to celebrate July 4th because it didn't include us then and there's things going on now and they don't want to be a part part of it. And I don't know if they ever will see themselves as a part of America or ever get to a place where they can celebrate 4th of July or not. Um, but hey, do you, like they say, it's your business. <laughs> it's your business. Just be very careful not to get into a place where you are are um, hating the fact that you are an American and that's all that you have. You know, you are who you are. You are in America. So let's fight together to make this a better country. That's just my point of view. Let me sip some, I was talking a lot. Let me sip some tea here. But yeah, we had a really good time out in Charlotte, North Carolina. We had a little situation though. I will say on was that the last, that Sunday when, when we were leaving, Says so Sunday, we were leaving. I, we were in my car, and as we were riding down the street in Charlotte, there was a homeless man that came out, and he was on the street, and he was yelling at us. I don't know why, but he was looking straight at me like I did something to him and was just yelling and cussing, and he threw what looked like a rock, but it wasn't a rock, I don't think. It didn't hit the car. Um, and then when, when I drove past him, he spit on my driver side window and in that moment it was just so like whoa like Anita's in the car and she was just like oh my god oh my god like, we were just like scared like 
you know, not knowing like what just happened. And we were just so grateful too, because just that day before Saturday, we walked and we walked through Charlotte downtown, walked through the Greenbelt, um, beautiful Greenbelt in Charlotte where you go under like the bridges and you get in and it's just so beautiful. And just thinking like, wow, what if we would have met him while we were walking? <laughs> like that would have been a totally different story, <laughs> totally different story. Um, but what it just made me realize was um, one of privilege, the privilege that we have. Um, you know, one, the first thought I had was I was like, you know, and somebody could have called the police on on him. <laughs> However, I realized that mental health is real and that there is a mental illness there. And then you realize the privilege that we have to go to therapy, go to counselors and psychologists. And this guy doesn't have that. You know, he does not have that. And I felt sorry for him. I felt so sorry for him. And and it made me think again of this, the systems that are in place that prevent or that create poverty. You know, poverty begets um, mental illness. It begets poor, poor choices and violence and anger and anxiety. That all stems from poverty. And poverty is a product of systemic racism. When there are policies in place that that prevent people of color from being able to um, to compete or to go through um, how, what am I trying I'm trying to say so like when I think of systemic pre systemic racism and what it has done in communities uh, and in creating these poor communities what we call like ghettos or the hoods or whatever and you have these environments that people are living in and growing up in and they, and they do not have access to to treatment, They're, they do not have access to the resources that some of us have access to that makes certain that we are well, that we stay well. If I am feeling depressed or a little loopy in the head, I have health insurance. I know a number I can call. I can have a, I can have a therapist on the phone by the end of the day. Not everyone is that, not everyone has that privilege. Now, everyone has that opportunity. So he, so I wasn't angry with this man, even when I'm wiping off the spit from my window with like a Clorox wipe. I'm not angry with him because I realize, again, he's what we're all fighting for. He is what we are trying to change. He represents that, that we are trying to change and that we are bringing, bringing attention to. Um, again, poverty does that. It creates that that illness and it creates um, all these these mental illnesses. And yes, yeah, so just be mind, mindful of that and stay focused to people. I think that we need to stay focused on the things that we are trying to bring attention to and that we want to change uh, criminal justice system reform, uh, systemic racism, let's tear it down. Let's look for policies and laws that were created. And, you know, in some of these policies and laws, I believe they, they were created not with the intention to be racist. Some of them were. Some of these policies were. But I do believe that some laws and policies were, they found themselves being systemic racist, racism, supporting it because our people were not included in the conversation when it came to create these policies. Um, for example, we had a we had a nightclub here in Atlanta. We still have a nightclub here in Atlanta called Blake's. And at one time, they had a policy where you could not get in with hoodies or sagging pants. <laughs> and and that policy pretty much was targeting African American men because. African-American men were more likely to be the ones wearing hoodies and sagging jeans. So there are policies in place, and this is just on like a small scale, but there's policies in place in corporate America um, and throughout this country that does not consider the culture 
are the way of being for minorities, specifically African-Americans. They do not consider that when they create their policies and their laws. So we need to stay focused and um, go after go after these things and demand that they be changed. For example, even like in corporate America, where as African-American men, we're made to feel that we have to have a low fade. You know, we can't grow dreads because that's unprofessional. We can't have an afro because that's unprofessional. Even African-American women not able to wear their natural hair or to wear dreadlocks because that was deemed not professional. That's evidence of systemic Racism. That's what that looks like when you take something um, and you try to make it unprofessional or you say that it's wrong. But what you have deemed to be wrong is actually a, a natural state of being <laughs> or specific to the culture of African-Americans or any other minority. And so while some of these policies may have been made with quote unquote good intentions, I don't even know about that. They have done more harm than good. And it happens because you do not have everyone at the table before you make these policies and laws. So that's what we're fighting against you all. Um, I try not to get distracted with a lot of other things. I try not to get distracted with the the with the Karens and the permit patties and all these other little videos. I try not to get involved in that or let that have my attention because all I want to do, <laughs> I want to focus on the things that I know will make this world and this country a better place because Ain't I American? Yes. And I want the best for this country and for the people after me. All right. So, let me see. What else are we talking about in this first segment? Because the second segment, when I come back, I want, I'm going to talk about the fear of the unknown. Now, if you heard my last episode with my friend Kevin Hart over in Frankfurt, Germany, uh, we discussed... Um, how to deal with the fear of the unknown um, through his story of how he got from America to Frankfurt, Germany. Now, I received two different feedbacks from that. Some people said, I got it. I loved it. I enjoyed it. You know, I was really inspired by what he said. And then there were some people who said, ah, I didn't quite get it. I didn't quite get it. It would just seem to kind of like run on for me. So I wanted to make certain that I, um, that because my whole intention was that through his story, you would be inspired to take the measures in your own life to move beyond the place your eyes can see to manifest the reality you have for yourself. Okay. And if some of you didn't get that out of it, then this episode is for you. So once I come back for the second segment, we're going to jump right into how to handle the fear of the unknown. But before I do that, another quote that caught my eye this week, um, it says, the world continues its life and it is beautiful. It only puts humans in cages. <laughs> I think is sending us a message. You are not necessary. The air, earth, water, and sky without you are fine. When you come back, remember that you are my guest, not my masters. I love that. And sometimes it's good to be reminded because we live in this world and where we seem to think that we are running the show. Because we are control freaks, right? And we think that we are running the show, honey. <laughs> you know, we got our cars and we got our phones and we're able to just do whatever it is we want to do. And with little regard uh, of the world around us, you know, we think that we have like outsmarted nature in a lot of, in a lot of ways. And that's not so. Uh, there was a, I was re recording a podcast one day and I remember... I looked out the window and there was like the squirrels were running around and um, the trees were just looking so beautiful. The flowers were so beautiful. 
And during this time, we were all in quarantine. There were protests and demonstrations going on. The police were acting crazy and <laughs> doing, you know, unjust things to people of color. And when I looked out the window and I saw this beauty, I'm like, the world doesn't even doesn't act as if it doesn't even know what's going on. Doesn't even know what's going on. It's continuing to do its thing. The flowers are still blooming. The bees are still that well, the bees that still exist are still flying around and cross pollinating and the squirrels are still are running around and gathering acorns and in the world is just still doing what the world does. And we should all take time, take time to just be present with the world that we live in and to just see the natural beauty of it. Take our minds off of all that is going on in the news, in the media, and just take a walk to remind yourself that you are inhabiting one of the most beautiful, beautiful places. And that is just the earth itself. And they're in, I'm telling you, the flowers are just screaming for your attention. Just screaming for your attention. The flowers are showing off. They do some of the most, ah, just the most brilliant colors. The most artistic thing you will ever see is just a flower blooming. So, Take your time. I, I do that. I try to run and, and I go for walks and jogs as often as I can. And in that moment of just being in the world and just seeing nature, I feel so at home, so at peace. And when I take those moments away from society and, and not allowing it to have my attention, because remember, your inner where your attention goes, your energy goes too, right? So when you take your attention away from the media, from social media, from the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Instagrams, and you take your away your attention away from all of that, and you put it instead just on nature for a little while, or just put it on your own breath, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, and just realize how grateful you are to even have the ability to breathe, especially in this pandemic where there are people who are on ventilators gasping for breath. So... Take those moments, you all. Take those moments. Come back to the fight a little later. <laughs> but but take the time you need to take to just remind you that you are the citizen of the earth. And it is a beautiful place. The air, earth, water, and sky without us are fine. And so when we come back, when we are all off of quarantine <laughs> and we all are back to doing life as usual and there's no coronavirus threat, Always remember that we are guests here on this earth and we are not the masters of it. So I think that wraps up all I wanted to talk about in this first segment. Had a really good day today, you all. Um, I uh, recorded um, a podcast with, um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I said podcast and I know there's a listener who loves the way I say it or finds it funny anyway. But anywho, um, <laughs> I recorded a podcast with um, Threesome today. Threesome podcast, the number three S-U-M podcast. No, I didn't have a threesome. Um, the podcast is Threesome, number three S-U-M podcast. I'm a recurring co-host on there along with uh, my good friend Melanie White and Sabir, who is the founder of the podcast and we intended on interviewing two people today one of them overslept and one of them forgot <laughs> and so we did the next best thing and we did the thing that i really think the universe wanted us to do and that was the three of us had a conversation and we got to get caught up on melanie and what's going on in her world um, and we just had like a good old chit chat. It felt so good. Um, so make sure you be on the lookout for the next episode of Threesome Podcast. It's number three, S-U-M Podcast. You can check out 
um, our latest conversation and check out the other stuff while you're over there too. Check us out. Uh, we're doing our thing. Um, I am supposed to be on a podcast this Tuesday, um, the Triple Mix podcast. Um, the host of that podcast is, um, his name is Plex and it's called again, Triple Mix Podcast. And I, he's asked that I come on this Tuesday. So be on the lookout there. Go check him out. And I look forward. I look forward to that. People are calling me like, oh, you're going to be like the little podcast king. You're just doing episodes here and there and everything. And man, why not? I like it. <laughs> I love it. I love to talk. All right. So I'm going to take a quick little break. And then I'm going to come right back. And we're going to talk about handling the fear of the unknown part two so get ready to get what you need to go beyond the place your eyes can see i'll be back hello 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 i'm back yes i'm back for the the last segment of this episode and we're talking about fear of the unknown how to handle fear in general you know fear can put a stop to our goals our visions it can make us just stop in our tracks and not move further in life and so we need to talk about this thing called fear. Before I do that, I don't know if any of you are watching um, Legendary on HBO Max. Love, love the show. I love the show. I started watching because I am a, a follower, a big fan and follower of um, Jamari. Jamari, just Jamari is on Instagram. Love him. And his he's the father of the house of Balmain. And they are competing in um, this um, ballroom battle show. If you like Pose, you will love Legendary, okay? You will love it. It's real life. It's real life. So if you love Pose on FX, then you're going to really love Legendary. It, the show is, is done, so I am a little late to the party, um, but I've been watching it, and I'm just enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Megan Thee Stallion is one of the judges, and she... She does really, I, I, I love her too. I love her. She's so real and authentic and I just, I love it. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing that up is, you know, um, I talked about the tea that I'm drinking and, and it says that beauty is not caused. It is. And it's by Emily Dickinson. And I was talking about body positivity and loving who you are, loving your body um, and just being grateful for where you are right now. But there's a part of the competition that is called face where you have to you you walk and you show your face everything is about your face your cheekbones and just how you know pretty your face is your skin your teeth all of that and um erica she is the mother of the house of lavin l-a-v-i-n i may not be pronouncing that right but the moral was the moral is what I loved about her. She was supposed to be walking face, and everybody else was like rehearsing and, and you know practicing what they're going to do when they walk face, honey. And she said, uh, she said, honey, if you got a practice face, you ain't got it. <laughs> you know, like she said, she didn't have to practice because she is face. She serves face, and I think she may have won that challenge too. Um, and so yeah, so I love that about beauty. And she was saying, you know, just knowing if you know you got it, you got it. And I'm telling all of you listeners out there, you got it. You got it. You are beautiful just the way you are. And as long as you just embrace it, you got to embrace it. You got to have that confidence. And when you do that, people will start to see that beauty too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we're going back to fear. Let's talk about fear. Now, in the last episode I had um, where we talked to Kevin about the fear of the unknown, I believe before th that, in the first part of the episode, I talk about how fear sometimes gets a bad rep because fear is not all bad. The good part about fear is that a lot of times fear is an indicator that there's a lack of information. 
meaning that there, there is more information needed before we make this decision. You know, I think about riding like roller coasters at Six Flags. I'm not a big roller coaster fan. I really am not. The roller coasters that I love, though, are those roller coasters where the um, the top comes over your chest. And so when it comes over your chest, I feel more secure. And I'm able to just like just ride like just like the what the, like Spider-Man, I think I know Superman and Batman, I believe. Um, and also the one you stand up on. I think it's Georgia Scorcher, I believe. I like that one too. Basically, if it comes over my chest, I'm good. <laughs> I can ride that one over and over and over again. And the reason why there is no fear with that is because I have something that's holding me in. So with fear, sometimes you feel it because there is information or there's something missing that will secure, give you the security you need to keep moving forward. I talked about how when I wanted to start this podcast and I at first didn't know what to do. I didn't, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what software to use. I didn't know what program to go with, how, how to bring in the music and all of that. I didn't know any of that. And so I was fearful to start a podcast right away. So I had to analyze my fear, look at my fear and figure out, okay, what do you need to do in order to move forward beyond this fear? And I had to research. Um, I had to find Anchor, um, which is who is hosting this podcast. And I'm also um, using a software called Audacity to record my, my audio. And I had to research the, the the rights with music like you know i wanted to bring music in but i don't want nobody suing me because i'm playing their song either <laughs> so i had to research that um, and then i am grateful to sabir the founder of threesome podcast number three s-u-m podcast for allowing me to be a recurring co-host with with her on that and that too helped to minimize the fear that I had about doing what I'm doing right now. So I say that to say, sometimes you might feel fearful and you have to ask yourself, what am I fearful of and what can I do? What do I need in order to minimize the fear, to give me a little bit of more comfort before I make this decision? If you wanna start your own business, you might have fear because you've never started one before. You know, how do I, do I need a business plan? How do I make a business plan? What goes in it? What do I do? I don't have the money to make a sacrifice for this. What if I lose? Well, then those are real questions that you must answer before you launch your business. And when you are able to answer those questions, then guess what? The fear will start to diminish. Now, there'll still be some other stuff going on with fear, and that's part of the, the negative side of fear. It is expressed by the acronym, you know, the acronym um, false evidence appearing real, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. That is when we get into the negative part of fear, where it no longer becomes you don't have the information you need to make that choice. Or you don't have the information you need to go in that direction. But then it becomes there's a false, a false sense of fear that might prevent you from moving forward. I'm going to read this. If a fear is imagined or irrational, it can be paralyzing and hold us back from living life fully and productively. Many imagined fears, such as the fear of rejection, are looking foolish, are a failure, are the types of fears we must learn to manage and overcome. If we let them control our lives, we would never venture forth or strive to become all that we can be. So yeah, let's get those imagined fears again. So there's the fear of rejection, false evidence appearing real looking foolish, fear of failure. Those are the other parts of fear 
that we must learn to manage and to overcome. Because if we let those, those fears, rejection, um, how am I going to look or oh, what if I, what if this does not work for me? Those things can make us stop dead in our tracks. Those things will make us content with our current situation, make us comfortable and will prevent us from moving beyond the place our eyes can see beyond your horizon. Okay. So that's the, the other part of fear. So now that we've identified what the imagined part of fear is because we got the we got the we we handling the fear that's lack of information we can get that done <laughs> you know <laughs> we we can get that you if you're you're scared to to sing in front of people maybe first you need to sing in front of two people or sing for yourself or you know whatever you can do what you need to do and work your way up until you are comfortable um, singing or even public speaking in front of people. There are classes you can take. There are things you can do so that you can lessen that fear. But there may be these imagined parts of fear that you need to overcome. And that's what we're going to talk about. That's what I want you to get from this part of the podcast. So, step one, acknowledge the fear. Whether your fear is imagined or it's real, the first step is you have to admit that that fear exists. Realize that fear is human nature. We all have it. By denying it or ignoring it does not make fear go away. Acknowledge your fear. I talked in the imposter syndrome um, podcast episode. I talked about how when awareness is power, when you become aware of a thing, it loses its power. So when you become aware of your fear, whether that fear is imagined or real, be aware of it. Know that. The reason you have not started your business is because you are fearful. Know that. Admit that to yourself because you're scared. Admit it to yourself. Don't try to make other excuses. Oh, I don't have time. Oh, you know, I I, I like my job. I don't want to start no business or, you know, whatever, whatever we tell ourselves to make it okay. For us to just sit there and allow fear to prevent us, acknowledge, I'm scared. That's why I haven't started the business. That's why I haven't started the podcast. That's why I I am not creating or manifesting the life that I want for myself because I'm scared. Admit it and then realize that your fear is human nature. It's okay to be fearful. Just ignoring it is not going to make it go away. So once you acknowledge your fear, the second step is to analyze it. Where is this fear coming from? Is this fear real or is it imagined? You know, it being, being fearful of a tiger <laughs> outside is real fear. If it's outside, you know what I'm saying? And I'm out there with it. That's real fear because I know that that my fear is helping to keep me safe. And that's what fear does, really. Fear helps to keep you safe. Even if it's an imagined fear, it's saying, you know what? It's safer right here where we are. We don't have to go and make the, and take that leap and, make, and take that risk. We safe where we at right now. But so you want to analyze your fear. Where does it come from? Is it real? Can it be put in a, a, a different context? Meaning, when I say that, can it be put in a different context? If you think it through <laughs> to its logical conclusion, what's the worst that can happen to you? I love that. If you think it through, what is the worst that can happen to you? When I was doing the podcast... <laughs> I just know someone's laughing by the way I say podcast. But anywho, <laughs> when I was challenged with doing the podcast, 
I had to go through that. What if they don't like it? What if somebody doesn't like what I say? What if? And I had to answer the question and say, well, what if they don't? <laughs> it's like you you keep doing it because one, I'm not getting paid for this. Not yet. Um, and two, I enjoy what I'm doing. I enjoy doing this, something that I enjoy doing. So even if only two people listen to it, I would be okay with that, really. Of course, I want more people listening to the podcast. Of course I do. But I love doing this. And it's all about, and I think life is all about finding the thing that you would love, that that you would do for free if you if you could. That's the ideal life that I believe that all of us really want for ourselves. We don't want to feel like we're working. We don't want to live a life that feels like we have to go to work every day. So, we, of course, we want those things to happen. We, we want to live those lives. We want to live the life that we want for ourselves. So with that fear, you have to ask yourself, can you deal with with it or not? Can you deal with people not listening to your podcast? Can you deal with people not showing up to your event? If they don't show up, will you be okay? If they have negative feedback, will you be okay? And most times the answer is yes, you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. You will be fine. And so once you get that, that helps you out. And then the next step is to face it. Feel your fear and do it anyway. The greatest entertainers in this world, Michael Jackson, Prince, Beyonce. Yeah, I said it. All of these entertainers have all stated that they are so nervous and fearful at the beginning of a performance. Every last one of them. But what they've learned how to do is they've learned how to take that fear and all of the adrenaline that comes along with it and put it into their performance. Put it into their performance. They know how to become the alchemist. The All of those, everything that I, I believe, everything that we feel in our body we have the ability to, to manifest it into greatness, even with fear, because we know fear is a is part of human nature and it does get a negative, a negative, you know, um, we try to treat it like it's such a bad thing when really it's 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 part of human nature. But what we can do as conscious beings who are aware, aware of the fear, we can take that fear and we can change it into something that will actually boost us into doing the thing we are most fearful of. You know, we know how to we know how to hype ourselves up. You see that you see that 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 roller coaster or you go into that haunted house and you you're so scared. And so you stand out there though and you and you bounce up and down and say, okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And you get that, you know, you start you that fear just begins to manifest to turn into adrenaline. And then Bam, you go through it and you might scream your head off in that haunted house. You might scream your head off on that roller coaster, but you will get off of that roller coaster and you'll say, I did that. I faced my fear. So we have to learn how to be alchemist. <laughs> when I'm saying this about this, I think about the interview I did with Kevin. This is kind of off topic, but I'll come back to this. But <laughs> Kevin is also an author and he wrote this book called Steel Waters. And in the book Steel Waters, there's a lot of um, homoerotic, homoerotica written uh, in it. So there are a lot of, you know, juicy, juicy sex scenes. So if you haven't gotten the book, I suggest you get it. Steel Waters on Amazon. It's like only on Kindle. And I think the book is like maybe $3, $3, So go, go support my boy. Steel Waters by Kevin J. But anywho, in the interview, 
Kevin said something that I, that's still sticking with me. He said that he wrote the book because he said he was horny one night. And he started to write the book. I know people say, like, John, what does that got to do with the conversation that we're having now? Okay. The reason why I break this into this is when we're talking about things like horniness or even fear, all of those things are part of human nature. Okay. We get to choose how we handle it, though, how what we do with that feeling. So you can take emotions like horniness, take it, and put it into something else. He took his and wrote it in and put it into a book. And now he is an author. You see that? <laughs> you know, like Adele takes her broken heart. Adele, Mary J. Blige, you know, they take their broken hearts and they put it into music. Makes millions off of that emotion. So when there is nothing, I don't believe in this whole, you know, there's good emotions, bad emotions, whatever. You can take that emotion. You can take whatever you might perceive to be as darkness or whatever. You have the power. You got the power. Yeah. <laughs> you have the power to take that emotion and you as the alchemist can manifest it and pour it into something great for yourself. Okay. So face it. Feel it and do it anyway. By doing so, you will obtain personal growth and you will become stronger. And that's the goal, right? All right, two more and I'm out of here. First, so the next one is be persistent. Do the thing that you fear over and over again. By doing it repeatedly, it loses its power over you and you become less vulnerable to it. That is so, so true. You know, even even doing these recordings, sometimes I am fearful. I am fearful of before I hit the publish button. But each time I hit that publish button, it gets easier and easier and easier to do. Um, I work for a network of hospitals and I'm a senior systems administrator. And I remember when I first started with the company, uh, there would be these HR meetings that my manager, uh, who Melanie White, <laughs> um, also a good friend, um, we were co-hosts together on the Threesome podcast. She was my manager at the time, um, but she would always try to get me, you know, to speak at uh, like either on like our team conference calls or to go out and actually um, in person speak. And I would just be so, so nervous. So nervous about it. But I will tell you, as I continue to do that, even as I'm continuing, as I do the podcast, I am noticing that at work now, people can, I can, I can conduct conference calls with anyone now. I feel confident that I can go into a room and talk freely and, and with, and just without, with, with very little fear. I say without fear, but with very little fear. Fear. And the reason why I've gotten to that place is because I am doing this now repeatedly. I am talking here on Beyond Your Horizon podcast. I am talking on the Threesome podcast, number three SUM podcast. I'm talking there. And each and every time I get more comfortable, more comfortable and less fearful. So be persistent. The thing that you are fearful about doing... You keep doing that thing over and over and over again, and it will begin to lose its power over you. And the last step, develop courage. Let me get a little sip of tea. Develop courage. Sometimes the answer may not be to conquer a particular fear. It may be to mm, develop courage. <laughs> Focus on building your courage. By developing your courage, you will build self-confidence and resilience. You also build a healthy approach toward facing all fear. Don't you want to be courageous? Don't you want to be courageous? 
you know, I look at people like um, like Oprah Winfrey. I love I love Oprah, and um, and I remember and, and I remember watching her when she would like come out on stage and she would come into these like these huge arenas and just fill them up. And I was like, oh my God, can you imagine what that must feel like to know that all of these people in this room are there for you, for you, they're there for you, and you filled out an arena. Like, wow. But how courageous you must be to walk out on that stage in front of thousands of people. But how do you develop that courage? And if you if you know someone that you, you idolize or you look up to and they are so courageous, they got that way by overcoming fear. They got to that place because they overcame their fear. <laughs> so, as you overcome your fear, guess what? Someone's going to look at you and say, oh, you're courageous. I've had people to look at me and say that, Jonathan, oh, you're just so courageous. You know, you just, you're doing your thing. You're, you're living your, your life. And, and you look like you just don't give a damn what nobody think and, <laughs> and all of those things things and to an extent that's that's true but trust and believe every day every day i have to battle my own fear i have to battle um different type of things that seek to um to be in my that that attempt to block me imposter syndrome is something i still deal with i still deal with that um there are some things I have not done with the podcast as far as marketing it to like certain um, um, online magazines and things like that. And I know that I, the reason why I have not done that is because of fear. Because of fear. Thinking like, okay, if I get more people listening, then, oh my gosh, it means I might get more people who might not like it. <laughs> and that's crazy, right? That's crazy because what let's make that crazy and i can analyze it and so this is me now analyzing my own fear is saying how bad do you want it jonathan how bad do you want it if it's important that you live the life that you desire for yourself if it's important to you that you go beyond the place your eyes can see then you have to face your fear. You have to overcome it. And you have to do what's necessary. So let's go over those five steps again to overcoming your fear. First step, acknowledge the fear. Second, analyze it. Break that thing down and figure out what you're fearful of is it real or imagined? And even if what you fear happens, will you be okay? That's analyzing it. And then face it. Act in spite of your fear. And look at it as a challenge for personal growth and to become stronger, okay? Face it. Fourth, be persistent. Do that thing over and over and over again. Be persistent. And lastly, develop courage. Develop courage. And you will develop courage anyway just by being persistent. When you overcome your, every time you overcome your fear, you are adding a new courage. <laughs> You're adding that. You know, it's because with myself, I listen, I look like, okay, here I am on Threesome Podcast, and I have to be on your Horizon Podcast, and now um, there's a, a podcast that I uh, will be a part of called Triple Mix Podcast. They've asked that I come and sit in on a few episodes. I'm excited about doing that too, um, and excited about what the world has to offer me and what I can create in this world, what I can manifest and what I can can change and grow. So I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy. So 
I hope, I hope you all have gotten something out of this episode on overcoming your fear. Um, continue to like, share, subscribe. Go to, I'm on uh, Instagram, go underscore beyond your horizon. You can email me at www.gobeyondyourhorizon.com. Not email me. That's my <laughs> that's my website. My website is www.gobeyondyourhorizon.com. You can email me at Coach John John. That's Coach J O N J O H N at gobeyondyourhorizon.com. Email me or DM me and let me know that you're liking what you're hearing. Um, give me some feedback out there. If there's a topic you think I should speak on, let me know. Okay, if you want to come on and, you know, and I can interview you or something you want to talk about, hey, let me know. <laughs> We're all in this thing together. Also, um, let me know the things that you're working on in your life um, that you're trying to manifest. And, hey, maybe we can collaborate together. I'm down with that. All right. But anywho, I love you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. And, um I'll see you again. Well, not see you again, but I'll talk to you again next next week, okay? All right. Love y'all. Be safe.